Thank you, Chair. We are live. Great. Thank you. Welcome to the City of Sacramento's Preservation Commission meeting for October 20th, 2021. Uh, for staff, commissioners, applicants uh, logged in, please do mute yourself, um, except when you are speaking. For members of the public tuning in, uh, you can submit e-comments uh, or join the Zoom meeting uh, from the link on the meeting agenda. Uh, members of the public participating via Zoom, if you would like to speak on an agenda item, please use the Zoom raise your hand feature uh, when the item begins in order to provide public comment. At uh, that time, the clerk will call on you and allow you to speak. You will have two minutes to address the commission. Tonight's agenda also has uh, more detailed written instructions on the raise your hand feature. Uh, and then if you would like to speak on a subsequent agenda item, you will need to raise your hand again when that item begins. So with that, we will move on to the agenda. Uh, there are no changes to the agenda. Uh, we will do roll call. Uh, Madam Clerk, please take the roll. Thank you, Chair. Commissioners, if you have not yet, please unmute and turn on your video. Mem uh, Commissioner Carter is absent. Commissioner Lemon? Here. Commissioner Miller? I'm here. Commissioner Whitelam? Here. Vice Chair Miller Cruz? I'm here. And Chair Valania? Here. Thank you. We have quorum. Thank you. With that, we'll move on to the consent calendar. We have one item the approval of the August 18th, 2021 minutes. Uh, are there any comments, changes to the minutes? Do I have a motion? Um, I moved past the minutes. Thank you. A second? I second that motion. Thank you. I have a, a motion uh, from Commissioner Whitelam and a second from Commissioner Miller. Clerk, will you please call the roll? Yes, thank you, Chair. Commissioner Carter is joining the meeting now. I'm going to promote Commissioner Carter to panelist and then I'll come back for the vote. Commissioner Lemon? Yes. yes. Commissioner Miller? Yes. Commissioner Whitelam? Yes. Vice Chair Miller Cruz? I'll abstain. Abstain, okay. Chair Valania? Yes. And Commissioner Carter has joined us. This is the vote on the meeting minutes. Yes. Wonderful. Thank you. The motion passes. Thank you. Uh, we will move on to the public hearings. 
Uh, agenda item number two is the ordinance listing 2666 Montgomery Way, 2701 Montgomery Way, 2730 Montgomery Way, 2751 Montgomery Way, and 2770 Montgomery Way as landmarks on the Sacramento Register of Historic and Cultural Resources. And so I will open the public hearing and uh, pass to Director DeCourcy for the staff presentation. All right, thank you, Chair Bologna. Give me a moment to share my screen here. A brief presentation. Um, I'm Preservation Director Sean DeCourcy, and I'm pleased to present the uh, landmark nominations for uh, the Montgomery Way uh, properties at 2770, 2751, 2730, 2701, and 266 Montgomery Way. <clears throat> um, all of these, pro these properties are being brought to you together because they are all located on the block of Montgomery Way uh, between East Curtis and Franklin Boulevard. Um, they're clustered uh, towards Franklin Boulevard, if, uh, if I were to locate you geographically. Um, they share a common uh, design uh, history in that they were built in the period following World War I uh, and prior to the Great Depression. Uh, and taken collectively, they, sense they, they retain a, uh, evoke a strong sense of time and place of this period. So first, 2770 Montgomery Way, um, staff is recommending this property is eligible under criteria three for its colonial revival style with Italian Renaissance influences. This is a fine example of this style, including distinctive features and characteristics such as brick cladding, double hung windows with divided lights, the decorative doorway with side lights, the overall symmetry of the primary facade and the side gable roof. These are all associated with this fine example of the colonial revival style. Next, we have 2751 Montgomery Way. Um, this property is being recommended, um, and this is the first of actually the four remaining properties that are being recommended under criteria four for their design by Dean and Dean. The Dean and Dean uh, architectural firm, and these were two brothers who designed many prominent buildings in Sacramento, including the Memorial Auditorium um, and a number of landmark schools that still exist today. They also designed prominent residences in uh, East Sacramento, uh, Curtis Park and Land Park, um, and including the next four properties that we will that we will uh, that are that are being recommended for landmark status. So um, this property, the design by Dean Dean, uh, contains distinctive features and characteristics, including the horizontal narrow lap siding, decorative entryway with ornate side lights, divided lights on the casement windows, the shed dormer on the primary facade, the grand rural roof form all features consistent with the colonial revival style and Dutch influences of the Dean and Dean design. <clears throat> Next, we have 2730 Montgomery Way, also being recommended uh, under criteria four for its association with 
Dean and Dean. This property retains distinctive features and characteristics such as the light color stucco, red roof tiles, inset door, second floor balconettes, and decorative wall vents on the second floor, all associated with the Spanish colonial revival style of Dean and Dean. Next, 2701 Montgomery Way, also a Dean and Dean design uh, and being recommended in the, under criteria four. This building features uh, smooth plaster, red roof tiles, uh, arched doorway, turned pilasters and elongated roof fence, all associated with the Italian Renaissance Mediterranean Revival style um, designed by Dean and Dean. And the last property being recommended for listing tonight is 2666 Montgomery Way, also a Dean and Dean design being recommended under criteria four for its association with, this, with these master architects. The distinctive features and characteristics of this property include the light colored stucco, red roof tiles, and arched windows and doorways. These are all associated with this uh, fine example of colonial, uh, Spanish colonial revival uh, design. This concludes my remarks on these five properties, and I'm available to answer any questions from the commission. I would uh, add that the um, property owners, several property owners are in attendance tonight, as are the historic environment consultants representatives who, uh, who conducted the historic analysis that serves as a basis for this nomination. They do not have a formal presentation, uh, but are eager to, to hear the commission's um, determination on the nomination. Thank you. Are there any questions of the commission on any of these at this point? Um, I have a question. Um, first, it's a beautiful street, which I guess is sort of a comment. But, but uh, my question is, um, you know, it, this process started with this analysis as the Gateway Historic District. It, what is the process for, um, you know, pr proceeding with with making the whole street a district. Um, I, mean, I know that we have landmarks, you know, you have individual landmarks within districts. So this action and that wouldn't, you know, will work together. But what would be the process of making it a, a, a district? Because there's many beautiful buildings on the street and it, the street has some great, you know, it really has integrity, so. So, yes, um, you're correct. The, these nominations were derived out of a historic district survey commissioned by uh, the neighbors, uh, some neighbors on the street in conjunction with Preservation Sacramento. Um, the street was surveyed and we had several community meetings with, with the neighbors on the street and the council member. And at our last meeting, there was, we, it was, um, we heard from several neighbors who were very concerned about the creation of a historic district. Mm -hmm. um, and the staff at that time determined that a significant amount of additional outreach would be needed in order to advance any kind of district nomination because of these concerns. Okay. And so we, with 
Director Anderson's retirement and um, my position remaining vacant at this time, we these outreach events take a significant amount of staff time, and we just don't have the bandwidth to uh, to conduct additional meetings and uh, pursue the nomination. So the count it was actually the council member who recommended that um, since the survey has been done, if individual property owners would like to move forward individual landmark nominations, um, then then he would support uh, the individual landmark nomination to the commission uh, make that recommendation. Yeah, but, the, but this is an important piece of information that if they want to proceed sometime in the future, you've got this survey started, which I think is a major first step, right, in terms of you wouldn't, yes, have, you wouldn't have to resurvey it again, I guess, or not to the depth that they did on this one. Uh, no, the uh, I mean, it depends how much time has how passed. How many years, but, yeah. You know, yeah. But at this point, um, no, I mean, the survey, conventional wisdom is, is five years, but this street is not changing much. And so um, I would anticipate that this survey would probably be good for more like 10 years. Okay. Maybe, maybe in that time period, people, I mean, I think there are definite advantages to having that kind of status, you know, status, maybe it's an education kind of uh, process. So, okay, thank you. Any other questions? Uh, do we have any public comment? Chair, I have no members of the public with their hands raised to make comment on this item. With that, I will close the public comment and uh, we can move on to commission discussion uh, if there is any properties. Then if there's uh, no discussion, uh, I will uh, look for a motion. And this would be a motion to move staff's recommendation uh, recommending th this ordinance to council. Well, I'll make that motion. Do I have a second? I'll second it. Thank you. I have a, a motion from Commissioner Whitelam and a second from Vice Chair Miller Cruz. Clark, please take the roll. Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Carter has left the meeting, so we'll record that as absent. Commissioner Lemon? Yes. Commissioner Miller? Yes. Commissioner Whitelam? Yes. Vice Chair Miller Cruz? Yes. And Chair Valonia? Yes. Thank you. Motion passes. Thank you. We will move on to the second public hearing, agenda item three, which is the ordinance listing 1121 40th Street as a landmark on the Sacramento Register of Historic and Cultural Resources. 
And again, I will pass this back to Director DeCourcy for a staff presentation. All right, thank you, Chair Bologna. Let me share my screen again. All right, I'm pleased to present the uh, next landmark nomination. This is for 1121 40th Street. Um, before I begin on the significance criteria, I'd like to share um, a little bit of history with the commission. So this, um, this property comes to you with a, um, a nice case study example of sort of how our review process works. Um, so this building was originally proposed for um, demolition and the we review projects that are uh, that involve demolition of any building over 50 years old, as you know, and we had this property evaluated and the by historic environment consultants again, and their evaluation came back recommending the property is eligible for listing on the register. So through our um, through our negotiations with the property owner and the design, they agreed not to demolish it and to, um, to propose uh, substantial alterations to the building, um, but preserve the majority of character-defining features, particularly on the primary and the, the uh, side facades. And that project was eventually approved, um, but the neighbors were uh, less than uh, pleased with the, with the design. Um, and in the end, um, going through the process, the property owner at that time decided to sell the property, that the, uh, that the historic evaluation and the, um, the process that they were going through was, was not really what they wanted to, uh, wanted to engage in um, as new neighbors. And so they sold the property and a new uh, property owner has purchased it and um, contacted myself and we discussed the history of the project and the uh, evaluation and recommendation by the consultants. And she requested that we move the nomination forward as a landmark listing. And so that's what's brought us here tonight. So it's a good example of how our review process works uh, for buildings that are 50 years old or older. So with that, this property is being recommended eligible under three different criteria. So I'll walk through them one by one. So first, criteria one for events. Um, this house is an example of a building um, also built there, uh, or by, built by Wright and Kimbrough um, in the development known as the a Fabulous 40s of the Wright and Kimbrough uh, tract in East Sacramento. And um, this is a, for this reason, it's an example of significant events that have contributed to the broad patterns of the history of the city, making it eligible under criteria one. And here you see uh, writing Kimbrough featuring um, that the, the property as a example of um, the type of bungalow that you can purchase in there in this uh, track 24 development. Um, next, uh, criteria two for significant, for persons associated with significant history in the city's past. Um, the Denise and William Dalton owned this property from 1975 to 2018. And the Daltons were the founders of the popular restaurant Fox and Goose, which became an important uh, cultural and social gathering place in downtown Sacramento. Um, Denise Dalton also played an important role in 
the historic preservation movement in contributing to the Vanishing Victorians uh, publication, an important preservation advocacy piece uh, during the early preservation movement. Um, therefore, staff is recommending it uh, eligible under criteria two for its association with the Dalton family. Next, criteria three, uh, design, perhaps the strongest criteria. Um, this house is an excellent example of the craftsman architectural style. It includes significant features and characteristics, including its horizontal massing, its wide roof gables, extensive woodwork details on the eaves and under the windowsills, um, balusters around the porch. And it uh, has a very unique uh, presence when viewed uh, from the Therefore, uh, staff is recommending it as eligible under criteria three for its distinctive characteristics of the craftsman design. That concludes my presentation on this nomination, and I'm available to answer any questions that the commission. Thank you. Are there any questions at this time? Do we have any public comment? Chair, I have no members of the public with their hands raised to make comment on this item. Great, thank you. So with that, I will close public comment uh, and uh, ask the commission if there's any discussion. If no discussion, uh, it's like a motion to again move staff's recommendation. I'll move that we approve staff's recommendation. Thank you. Do I have a second? I'll second it. Thank you. I have a motion by Commissioner Miller and a second by Commissioner Lemon. Uh, Clerk, please call the roll. Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Carter is absent. Commissioner Lemon? Yes. Commissioner Miller? Yes. Commissioner Whitelam? Yes. Vice Chair Miller Cruz? Yes. And Chair Volania? Yes. Thank you. Motion passes. Thank you. Uh, we will move on. Now we have a public comments matters not on the agenda. If there's anyone who would like to uh, address the commission on anything not on the agenda, do we have any hands raised? Chair, I do not have uh, any hands raised for public comment matters not on the agenda. Thank you. Uh, then we will move on to commissioner comments, ideas, questions, any reports. And we will move on to the director's report. All right, thank you, Chair Volania. I do have a few items to report for the director's report. Um, so you may have uh, seen our announcements for the uh, CLG uh, camp training that we are uh, hosting. That's uh, tomorrow and the next day. You may be maybe signed up to attend that training for the camp National Alliance for Historic Preservation Commissioners um, 
puts on a, a set of training. If you could not attend this training, um, they do have several more coming up. So uh, I will forward those announcements. You may get them already on the CLG listserv. But um, we have about 60 registrants that, uh, that are going to attend. So it's a fairly good turnout, all things considered. Um, and we're looking forward to those, to those training workshops. Um, next, we are uh, our, our CLG grant for uh, public outreach uh, is coming close to an end. So we are uh, working on our final set of deliverables and comments to the consultants. And so we should have a set of uh, deliverables that we uh, go to the commission at a later uh, meeting. We'll have a round of comments. Probably won't be until early. Um, that's that's coming close. So that's those are our two CLG grants that we're currently working on. With OER. Um, next, I wanted to mention our African American Experience Grant with the National Trust. Um, we've gotten started. We, we're just we've just received the contract from the National Trust, so we haven't um, executed the the grant contract yet. But we've gotten the students started on the. Uh, have an oral history component of that grant. And then we have a students that are conducting research. So these are both oral history, I'm sorry, this, these are both graduate student courses in uh, public history and then conventional uh, graduate student course in, in history. And they'll be assisting us with the project. So I've met with the students and discussed the project with them and their role in either conducting research um, or in conducting the oral histories. We've we did some outreach and had um, got our 12 volunteers that we needed um, to, to step forward to offer to be oral history uh, participants. So that is that was a quite an effort to uh, public outreach to get people uh, to volunteer. Um, but we were able to reach that number and the students are are off and running. So it's uh, the project is underway, even though we haven't the contract yet and that project will run for one year from the time that we receive our first uh, or submit and receive our first reimbursement so it uh it hasn't actually schedule hasn't actually started yet but uh the project is underway moving along um next i wanted to note that the we've received several applications for the vacant seats on the commission and um, those will be going to the PPE committee on November 9th for consideration. So we're getting close to being able to fill those Commissioner uh, Brown, Brown's vacant seat. Uh, coming vacant seat. And, and, um, and I'm having, I have one coming up in January. My term is up. Yes, that's 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 true. So I don't believe that. Um, I believe the two uh, and the clerk can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that the applications received that are going to PPNE November 9th um, are not for your your seat, but are for uh, are for Commissioner Carter. So then I believe we'll recruit for your seat. Well, we've been recruiting for your seat, um, but. That will go to a future PPE okay. meeting. 
So then um, council took um, some action since our last meeting. So on November 14th, council approved the three Mills Act contracts that I mentioned at our last meeting that we're, that we're moving forward. And then um, on November 28th, council approved the Montgomery Way um, landmark nomination that you, that you recommended um, for, their, for their approval. And they've continued the Beehive um, item to uh, 1026, so to next next week, to October 6th. Um, I'm not entirely sure why that was continued, but um, we will take it up for the hearing uh, next week. So then um, I also wanted to add that we, uh, Carson Anderson has returned as a retired annuitant and he will be primarily assisting with the grants. And so that's going to be a big help to me um, and our interns. He is officially back. He's gotten all his paperwork done and he's officially back this week. Um, that's good news. And then um, I wanted to add that we've added, we have uh, Caitlin, um, Caitlin Grebe is our current intern um, and Lena, Lena Filber was our intern, but she had to leave us, um, but we've already filled her position. So Robert Heckney started this week. So these are all, all three are public history students from Sacramento State, graduate students. Um, so Robert's just getting his feet on the ground. And so we do have both our internship uh, positions filled currently. And so the, one of the landmark, the uh, landmark nomination for the Montgomery Way properties, Caitlin played a big role in assisting to get the uh, prepared for your hearing tonight. So and, uh, that concludes the items that I have for the director's report. Um, do we have any, any other questions on any of those items? If not, that will conclude my report. Not a question, but I believe on the camp trainings, I also saw that they're available for 60 days after the training. So if you can't make it, uh, if you are signed up, I believe uh, we should receive the recordings as well for um, a time period to see those. So that should be really uh, educational. Okay, well with that, uh, I will adjourn the meeting. Have a good night.